Uh, right, hello uh, and welcome to today's podcast for the trading week ahead from the 28th of September to the 2nd of October 2020. My name is Adrian Boothy. I'm the head of trading here at TrendSignal and joined as ever in this podcast is Jerry Miller, our chief analyst. Hello, Jerry. How are you? Hello. Hi. Yep. Not too bad. Not too bad. Good. And as ever, what we're going to do is take a look at the key drivers for this week ahead. It's these events, these announcements that uh, generally stimulate movement, whether that on currencies, uh, indices, commodities. Uh, and we've got a reasonable week of data, two or three pretty major events this week. So let's jump straight to it. Let me bring my calendar up. And Jerry, do you want to kick us off with um, you know, what, what we need to know for this week? Well, it's um, what's not on the calendar that's the important stuff this week, actually, than, than actually what mm. is on it uh, as much. Um, the This is really an economic um, calendar, so it, it, it's largely giving the sort of data and economic releases rather than a sort of big macro events. And it's those big macro events that I find the most interesting. So, uh, and one of the most important ones, uh, well, Brexit, we can come on to a sec in a second, but uh, is this... Uh, first presidential debate. This is the first of three presidential debates between Biden and Trump in the run-up to the November the 3rd election, a televised debates. Uh, and that's the first one uh, Tuesday evening, Adrian. So um, mm. so um, worth um, sticking up to one o'clock in the morning? I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> Probably be tucked up in bed at that point. But it definitely has the ability to create some movement for us over the next few days. Uh, that's for sure. I, I'd say. I'd say. Yeah, and I know um, we but, talked a little bit about the the different policies in our in our other weekly podcast just a bit earlier today, where we just review what's what's been happening. So if you want to find out a bit more about their policies and you know which way the market's likely to move, particularly the stock market, make sure you tune into uh, the Transcendental Trading podcast there. But otherwise, uh, Jerry, let's let's go through the other events, shall we? Okay, well, uh, kicking off Monday, um, central bankers do dominate our calendars. Uh, we don't have any meetings, major policy meetings this week, but we do have central bankers talking. And I often get asked the question, why do we care about what they're saying? They're always mm. talking. Uh, the, the thing is, central banks don't always let out exactly what they are wanting to say, what they're really feeling. And it's sometime in these, sometimes in these press conferences or Q&A sessions when a governor or a member of the rate setting committee for a central bank makes a comment that you think, ah, oh, Right. Okay. So they are thinking of negative rates. It's a bit like what happened over the weekend um, with um, one of the uh, rate setting committees uh, uh, members suggesting that uh, negative rates wouldn't be so bad, and it's been quite effective in Europe. Uh, but then again, you know, I was listening to a chap from was it from Aviva, I think, on oh, Wake Up to Money, who basically said uh, that negative interest rates. Um, were not the sort of cure or really uh, it had significant um, side effects, a lot of collateral damage. So, uh, um, you know, curious and, and, that such a comment over the weekend has led to a rally in the pound uh, today. Well, yeah, there you go. Yeah, that, that, with a that, pinch of salt, perhaps. Yeah, that, that that's a very good point. Well, and maybe because that, uh, you know, it, it's unlikely to lead to a, a drop in rates to certainly into negative territory for, for quite some time just yet. And there's a lot of other bumps in the road, notably, obviously, the Brexit uh, um, trade deal and the final divorce when we are officially outside of the EU from uh, 1st of January next year. So Michael Gove is in Brussels today, isn't he? Um... Yeah, that's the um, just to discuss the sort of divorce arrangements. Uh, so uh, that that's like a precursor 
to the end of the year. Uh, but that's not the start of the talks. The talks actually start on Tuesday. So that's uh, um, Mr. Frost um, heading our chief negotiator, he heading to Brussels for this three-day uh, series of talks with uh, Barnier, Michel Barnier, uh, representing the EU and his trade team. And I think these, the whole, both sides are saying these talks need to make uh, substantive progress, so that uh, which could or will lead to what Barnier calls these tunnel negotiations. And I think between you and me, that basically means Frost and Barnier agreeing all the key issues, the remaining key issues, which are the EU's fishing rights in UK waters, and also the EU's demand for a, a le this so-called level playing field where um, they uh, are concerned about state aid in the UK, how it might affect um, and give a competitive advantage to certain industries. So once those are agreed, then they do these tunnel negotiations where they thrash out all the details. And it's important they get all that done because it's all got to be approved uh, for the 15th, 16th um, EU summit. Uh, that's the 15th and 16th of October. So yeah. Um, You'd expect it to be concluded, the, the main issues to be agreed upon so that these the details can be thrashed out ahead of that meeting. Yeah, okay. Um, all right, um, economic data-wise, uh, we have um, US uh, consumer confidence, uh, sort of a, an item of data that you and I both like, Jerry, although in their wisdom, Forex Factory put it down as medium impact, but why, why is it a bit different to others? Well, because we, we, we like looking at leading indicators. Anything that's going to give us a clue as to what's going to happen in the future is always helpful, helpful to investors, helpful to traders. Uh, and, and this is um, uh, a survey of uh, households, as this uh, detail is um, telling us here. Mm -hmm. um, but but, but it, if, if consumers are confident, if they're happy, they will spend money. If they spend money, those companies that are providing those services or goods, uh, will do better. Uh, they will make more profits, hopefully, if that's because that's what their businesses uh, ultimately desire, what they need to do. Uh, and if they make profits, their stock price will go up. And if their stock price goes up, everyone's happy, including the government, who will make more taxes. So uh, um, yeah. it, it's a very positive um, uh, number to, to, to look at, uh, as opposed to uh, the final reading uh, of the US second quarter GDP. Uh, on Wednesday, which is the complete opposite. That's telling us what has happened uh, a long time ago, March, sorry, April, May, and June. Um, it's one of four readings, but there's going to be no change. It's um, almost written in stone, really, by now. Yes, because effectively you have the. As I say, is this, is this the it, when it says final? Does that actually mean final? Or it's a bit like the prelim numbers preceded by the advance reading, and you just think, but surely prelim is the first one. It can't be. <laughs> it can't be the second. Run out. Run out of adjectives. Just don't yeah, know what to call it right. anymore. Yeah, we um, call it. Okay. Oh, all right, and then um, we've got Lagarde speaking again as well uh, on. Uh, it's definitely his yeah. week, uh, Lagarde's week this week, and of course it was... Uh, Jay, Jay uh, Powell all last week, yeah, he got Powell, hit with yeah. four, didn't he? It was every day, pretty much. Um, yeah. yeah, so, um, and then on um, uh, Thursday, uh, China's got this golden week, um, which um, I can confirm from my daughter's perspective, they have uh, both Thursday and Friday off, but she says that uh, really China shut up for the whole week, uh, really, so... Um, and that's always a little bit of a concern for the authorities, but I think they're just making sure that 
not too many people are commuting all over the place. And uh, I know that Hong Kong won't let any Chinese nationals in at the moment, especially over Golden Week, because uh, they're just absolutely paranoid. In fact, I was going to go and visit my daughter in Hong Kong, but they've got a mandatory two-week quarantine period now in a hotel, in a, in a government-controlled hotel. So if you go to Hong Kong, you won't. You, you, you won't go for a, a one-day business meeting because it just won't happen. You have to go straight into quarantine. Room service for two weeks. Yeah, and you have to pay for the hotel. Yeah, yeah, it's not, not good. No, it's, uh, there's no reason to go to Hong Kong now, for sure. Uh, anyway, so that's uh, the public holidays. Uh, Thursday, important day in the run-up to the... Um, actually, Wednesday, sorry, I should also mention the ADP um, employment change. This is the private payroll company that has its own take on the employment picture in the US. Uh, but it's really a bit volatile. And I don't think investors and traders, we don't put a lot of weight behind that number, but it can be interesting. Uh, so that's uh, the, the first one. What I would say is that these numbers are going to be particularly important this week because of this month, I should say, because there are signs that this recovery is slowing down, that the that the employment picture is not recovering as quickly yeah. as perhaps the authorities would hope. And let's face it, Adrian, employment, unemployment was about 4% pre-pandemic. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's going from 8.4 to 8.2, you know, according to um, uh, forecast for this Friday's number. So the ADP data, yes, it'll be interesting. And then on Thursday, we've got the weekly unemployment claims, you know, the initial claims by anyone being made redundant. And there's still... 850,000 people cl potentially claiming um, uh, employment um, benefits for the first time. So it can't be going that swimmingly. I'm, I'm just surprised how stubborn that number is, remains so high. Yeah, um, absolutely. But then, you know, non-farm employment change, that'll be closely looked at on Friday because that's the number of jobs created uh, over the prior month. So it's a, it's a net positive 900,000. But of course, that's significantly down on the prior month. And of course, we always get revisions as well, uh, don't yeah. we? So they're going to be very closely looked at too. I, I, I think it's something that Fed will be a little bit concerned about. And I think... Um, you know, the, the government, uh, the White House is unlikely to be able to get any state aid through uh, Congress uh, at all uh, mm -hmm. ahead of the election. So, you know, politics getting in the way again. But, um, well, unless the two sides can agree, but there's a poll was apart at this state. <laughs> Not that poll, but yes, they are polls apart. <laughs> P-O-L-E-S. Yeah. <laughs> yes. um, yeah. But I, I certainly think market's going to be particularly sensitive to any undershoot uh, of these numbers or, or any signs that the recovery is faltering even more. Well, just, um, you know, just very quickly, Jerry, the, the employment data is very important in the US as well, more so than perhaps in other countries, just because of FOMC's, um, the Fed's mandate, uh, Jerry, isn't that right? Yeah, that's right. So um, unlike a lot of other central banks, uh, the, the central bank in the US, the Federal Reserve, uh, they have two mandates to foster full employment as well as maintain price stability. Um, so that's something. So, uh, so any reading of in employment data will alter and influence Fed thinking on their monetary policy. That's the reason why employment data is so important. So um, all eyes are on it. You know, it affects yeah. all our markets, stock markets, bond markets, currencies and commodities. They'll all be affected by this.
So, I mean, when, when you're looking at the sort of the main data points for any week or any month, uh, typically non-farm payroll, usually the first Friday of the month, uh, is uh, is a very important part of it, and and probably the most important. Um, uh, it's probably the item of data that creates or has the potential to create the most movement, other than the interest rate decisions and statements themselves. Uh, yeah, that's right. I was going to say interest rate decisions and and um, employment data, and obviously uh, elections as well. But you don't get many of them um, in the year. Um, uh, ironically, we do have one coming up, of course, the third of uh, November. But uh, yeah, well, there we are. So we'll we'll have our pencils uh, sharpened for that, Jerry anything uh, else to cover off on or are we we pretty much there do we think uh, no we are pretty much complete i was just looking at the calendar for november agent so the the election um is on the third is it the third of november yeah. and then you've got non-farm payroll on the fourth well haven't we got the fed on the fifth or something uh, like that is it's, it's or on the, the second or something it's it's literally uh, it's a pretty is, big is the election no the elections on the second is the election on the second i'm getting confused here anyway whatever it is the likelihood is that we've got we've definitely got the federal reserve the day after the u.s election and then we've also got um non-farm payroll could be could be, could be a bit of a car crash uh, that, yeah. uh, that will be an interesting week um, definitely definitely worth staying up late for all of that lot Absolutely. Uh, good. Uh, okay. Well, I think that's um, largely it, everybody. So thanks very much for listening to uh, this week's podcast. Hopefully that sets you up for the main events for this week that are likely to stimulate some big movement there. So I guess the main events really sort of Tuesday, uh, Brussels talks, and also uh, the um, first TV debate. And remember that all important non-farm payroll on Friday, 1.30. So definitely if you're a day trader, have that set in your diary so you know when perhaps to be out of the market at that point, then you can look to start to pick up some opportunities, perhaps on the reaction to those uh, those major events. Uh, otherwise, if you'd like to learn a bit of strategy and you want to know how to take on these markets, um, why don't you come along to one of our events? And in fact, um, we've actually got one at lunchtime on Friday ourselves. So we'll be online live uh, during, uh, uh, during non-farm payroll as well. So if you want to come along and book yourself a, a free place, we'll be looking at live markets, looking at trading opportunities and teaching you one of our favorite trading strategies just get yourself booked in you can go to our website uh, trend-signal.com or you can go to this uh, specific landing page for our events bit.ly slash learn ts so bit.ly slash learn ts and get yourself booked in and we'd love to see you online but otherwise have a wonderful week's trading and we we'll look forward to seeing you again next time bye bye for now